welcome to the All Things Nintendo podcast. I'm Brian Che from Game Informer, and this is a weekly podcast to discuss all the biggest news and games from the world of Nintendo. There ain't much going on this week, except we may have learned the first details of the new Nintendo console. Earlier this week, a big report came out from Video Games Chronicle that claimed to know the first details of the next Nintendo console, and that's exactly what we are going to dive into right now. I am joined by Game Informer's own Marcus Stewart and Kyle Hilliard. Marcus, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And how about you, Kyle? I'm also doing great. One of these days, well. one of you is going to say that you're doing poorly, and then we're going to have to just basically pivot and talk about something entirely different, because then we're going to be kind of, you know, showing our concern for you. But I'm glad that you're both great. I'm doing <laughs> great as well. Um, but before we dive into kind of the main talker for this episode, I wanted to go over this report that came out and uh, kind of discuss what it does and does not tell us. So this article is written by Andy Robinson, who is the editor-in-chief over at Video Games Chronicle, or Video Games Chronicle, yeah, that, I'm getting that right, and also uh, a former writer for ukulele developer Platonic, which I did not realize that he had made that transition from writer, at, writer on ukulele on both games to uh, being the editor-in-chief over at uh, VGC. So, uh, yeah. yeah, me neither. Huh. Yeah, so, uh, the report says, I mean, I guess that that probably explains why he might have some sources that, uh, and to be clear, it's they're, they're not two different Andy Robinsons, right? These are definitely the same Andy Robinson. I went to the Twitter account of the editor in chief of Video Games Chronicle, and it said the, the Twitter handle is Andy Platonic, okay, and the bio says former writer at platonic okay cool that is that is hmm. interesting i did not know that uh, so the report says quote according to multiple people with knowledge of nintendo's next gen console plans the company is likely to release new hardware during the second half of 2024 to ensure that it has ample stock available on day one and to avoid the kinds of shortages seen with playstation 5 and xbox series x slash s so uh, the report goes on to say that kind of a lot of the specific details about the console are being closely guarded and not even the outlet sources knew too many details beyond that. But we did get some additional stuff outside of just the kind of release window that that goes over. Uh, two sources told the outlet that it would have an LCD screen instead of an OLED screen to bring down oh. the cost, which is interesting because we did get the Switch OLED that came out, I guess that was October 2021. And then uh, the sources also said that the next Nintendo console will keep a physical cartridge slot, so it will support both physical and digital, and would still have the ability to be played in some kind of portable mode. So, Kyle, let's go to you first. What was your reaction when you read this report? Uh, skepticism, in general, for all these reports, right? Like, even firm reports are uh, susceptible to Nintendo just changing its mind. Right. Even if they've committed to something and they <laughs> and people have news stories and stuff like Nintendo could just be like, well, actually, you know, we're, we're, we're doing something different. Uh, so I always go into those news stories with a healthy dose of skepticism. Uh, but that being said, I mean, like, you know, the timeline feels right. And this is like this isn't like the. Are we thinking this is like the long rumored better switch? Or is this the new Nintendo platform? Like, what, what's sort of the the tone here? We think? so I've I've also poked around a little bit, and I also have kind of gotten I, I've gotten the release window I, that's kind of in line with what I've heard as well. Mm. 
And also, I think it is kind of like the next generation. Okay, so it's may- maybe not even Switch, right? Because like Nintendo historically has never sort of sequelized its consoles. I mean, Super unless Nintendo. you count Wii U, and that was probably like, you know, uh, it just went, went really poorly for them. <laughs> so Yeah. Well, I mean, it did the opposite of what NES to SNES did. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I would personally love it if it was like Super Switch. Like, I think that would be kind of a cool yeah, uh, a cool way to not have a terrible name like Wii U. Right. Maybe Switch U. Maybe this time it'll work. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they could always do new Switch, you know, like they did with uh, 3DS, ooh. which is they seem to like doing that. But I would uh, hate I, that. I it's so funny because like Switch is like maybe their most successful console. I mean, I, oh, I it guess, is by a long shot. It, but it I mean, beat the Wii. But you could also say like, I mean, truly like the Nintendo, maybe it didn't sell as many, you know, pieces of hardware. But like in terms of its radical impact on the world, well, like yeah. maybe Ninten- the Nintendo original Nintendo is more successful. But like, I don't it wouldn't be called Switch 2, right? Like that's just too simple and obvious for Nintendo. They don't like doing that, right? It would probably yeah. have a whole new name, I would think. Well, I mean... If you're talking about, like, impact, then, yeah, the NES is probably the most important console ever released, period. Right. But if you're talking about pure success, which I think, you know, when businesses look at, like, how successful something is, they look primarily at sales numbers. The Switch is far and away their most successful console. Obviously, the DS is the highest selling system they've ever put out. But as far as consoles are concerned, the Switch is. Right. I don't think that it would be called Switch 2. I think that we would probably get some, I mean, maybe they play off the name Switch, but then maybe Nintendo overreacts to the way playing off of the, the name Wii kind of backfired and decide, oh, maybe we should just get something completely far away from that. But who knows? Because there's their naming convention has always been the least consistent out of all the platform holders, right? Yeah. Like Xbox has always had Xbox in the title. PlayStation's just kind of gone one, two, three, four, five. So I don't know what the name could possibly be. But Marcus, let me throw this to you. How plausible does this report sound to you? Uh, uh, like, again, I, I'm, I'm with Kyle where you kind of take everything with a grain of salt. Um, but assuming that at least most of this is accurate, that kind of lines up with what I've always thought the, I guess, whatever the next Nintendo thing is coming out of like, yeah, I could see like holiday 2024 maybe being like the latest that a, a new switch would come out. I honestly, I, if I, I was thinking maybe spring of 2024, like they, if they were to announce it, it they would announce it kind of like now ish <laughs> basically. But then Zelda came out and I was like, okay, I don't think they're going to announce a new console when the, the biggest game of their current platform just dropped. Uh, just, and I only said it just cause like they, the last few Nintendo games, or at least for the switch, that was like a spring release. Um, but yeah, like I, nothing about the report seemed like outrageous. You know, like how what? Uh, I was like, yeah, I could, I could see all that. Maybe the OLED thing was a little surprising, just because I kind of assumed maybe OLED would just be the default screen going forward because of the the Switch OLED. So, but then again, that's like the Nintendo thing is trying to keep costs down. Going, yeah. So I guess it was the um. I'm not a big <clears throat> screen guy, but like. Was the original Switch screen in LCD or was that something else? Oh, boy. I don't remember. I know that the new one, I mean, obviously the new one is the the OLED, but like that's kind of the premium model of the Switch. 
Um, let's look that up right now. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I was like, does that is there any change there whatsoever? <laughs> I mean, I honestly like the Switch OLED. Like, it is really like ultimately, especially after spending time with it, like an underwhelming upgrade. Frankly, um, like even at the time, I was like, really, that's that's all we're getting. I mean, the colors look a little better, but like I, you know, most people play it primarily on their TV anyway. And if I'm playing handheld, I'm usually playing on my Switch Lite. I prefer the sort of uh the feeling of that in my hands over the oled so like i actually don't really mind that it, it, i i'll take an lcd if it if it like uh means that it runs faster and loads better and all those fun things that oh. we've wanted for from switch <laughs> for years you know yeah. yeah see it's funny like i'm the opposite kyle where i i'm pretty 50 50 with my switch like i i play a lot on uh handheld mode uh oh so I, do, I probably play like 70 30 hand but like primarily handheld honestly but i just oh, really yeah but i will always go switch light uh i just would rather okay. play on my switch light like what well, lately what i've been doing is playing i've been playing oracle of seasons on my switch light and then on the few occasions i play on my tv i just put my save in the cloud and then i put it on a, a different switch it's a it's an extra step that makes all my life complicated but it's <laughs> how i want to live it you know you guys don't judge me yeah, as I just report, like, because I've been, I was actually looking at maybe buying a, a Switch OLED finally, but mm. like the fear of like, uh, this thing's been out long enough to where like, they're going to announce a new Switch like right, any yeah. day now, right? Or relatively soon. Should I wait? And then my, in the back of my mind, is like, maybe the Switch 2 will just have an OLED from the start. So I don't, you know, I can just wait for that. Because it's like, I play handheld enough and I don't have a Switch Lite and I'm just not really interested in getting one. So it'd be like, yeah, that would, that would be a worthwhile upgrade, right? Because I'll get, I'll experience it enough. But like, honestly, the thing that holds me back is like, I feel like a new switch is kind of around the corner. In this yeah, thing. yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's been my kind of mindset since this podcast even started. And like, this podcast started right around when the Switch OLED came out, and I was just like, I want one of these, but I don't want to buy one and then a year later have a Switch get in, like a new Nintendo console get announced and be like, oh well there's $350 or whatever it is that I'll never get back. <laughs> right. Um, so there is a lot that we don't know coming out of this report. And I kind of want to transition to the part where we try to fill in these blanks of this report with our own speculation and our own kind of wish lists here. And I want to chat a little bit about what we would want from a new switch or whatever Nintendo kind of ends up calling its next system and I put out a call on Twitter to ask people what they want from the next console. And I want to kind of frame our discussion through those responses. But first, I want to get each of your number one thing that the next N Nintendo console must do. So, Marcus, let's have you go first. Um, it must have, assuming it's portable, uh, it needs to have a much better battery life. Yeah, that's oh, a good interesting. one. Interesting. Okay. And uh, Kyle, what about you? Oh, I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, surprised at battery life being the sort of number one. I mean, my thing is like maybe, I, I don't know the best way to approach this, but uh, I want it to run games better, but I, it doesn't need to be a Steam Deck, right? But I, So I think maybe the sort of simple call-out thing that I want is an SSD to help with loading, because that's like the the big thing that I run into now when I switch between like a console and my steam deck and go to switch is like, Oh God, right. Loading. Forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is a, uh, what is it? An SSD R R V E or RME. 
What's what's the one that uh, that works on the PS5? It's like super slim. I have one sitting right on my desk here. Why don't yeah. I just, I mean, at, like just solid state drive? Just some kind of you know. Uh, I I don't want a sort of a disc spinning in there to, to like load NVM. Data. Yeah, NVME. Um, I'm literally holding it in the palm of my hand. It is much smaller than my phone. It is uh, it's it's smaller than a business card. So that would fit in a portable console and this is a terabyte that i'm holding in my hand right now yeah and uh the reason it's not in anything is because i got it for my ps5 and then it was incompatible with my ps5 so i was going to put it in my pc and i don't know where to put it in my pc so it's just been (laughs) sitting on my desk literally gathering dust and probably breaking in the process i mean i'll take it off your hands if you don't want it (laughs) um but yeah i also want to make sure that thing stays light because like that's the the thing that I bums me out about Steam Deck, as much as I love my Steam Deck and play it a lot, I, it, it is it's a bit too heavy. I, I I don't want the next you know portable Nintendo console, whatever it's called, to get too much heavier. Yeah, I mean it does have a perfect weight to it right now. I feel like, but I don't know. Like in, SSDs have be, have come a long way in the last seven years. I think yeah. that there is a way they could do that. I, that is a good call out though, because you're right. Like when I'm playing a game on PlayStation five or Xbox series X and it just loads almost instantly. Like I'm, lo- I'm loading giant open worlds in like less than 10 seconds. And that's just amazing. And then you go and play something like tears of the kingdom, which, you know, you know, I don't have to remind the listeners of the show that we love that game, <laughs> but <laughs> the loading can be a little rough on that game. Sometimes when you're used to the other current gen consoles, um, so I want to dive into some of these responses here. I'm actually surprised at the number of games industry folks that chimed in. And I didn't even put out, like, I just put out a call, like, whenever we reported on the report, I just asked, like, what's the number one thing that that the next Nintendo console needs to yeah. do? IG Numa hit you up. <laughs> <laughs> I need this game to run Zelda better, or this system to run Zelda better. <laughs> no, that, he did not hit me up, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, my buddy Max Parker, former games journalist, but now he is uh, at Rocket League developer Psionics. He chimed in wanting 4K visuals. A reverse Andy Robbins. Andy Robbins. The, the reverse Andy <laughs> Robbins. That's what it's called, actually. And his quote is, my eyes, can't, my old eyes can't take 720p anymore. So, uh, mm. yeah, I mean, 4K. How do we feel about that? Uh, I... I'm fine. I can deal with it. I, I've never really been a huge like resolution like stan, I guess. Like maybe because it took so long in my life to even like understand what that meant or notice the difference. So like, oh, I guess that looks clear. Um, so like I, I like when I play my Switch now, because that's 720, I, I, I really don't care <laughs> or mind it. But I, I I'd be happy if you bump that up to like I mean, even just if you can just get up to like 1440 that'd be fine yeah. <laughs> but if we want to go all the way to 4k sure i'll take well, it that's the thing though is like there was a lot of discourse happening in my twitter mentions over many people saying oh i want 4k and a lot of people kind of I, i'm assuming they primarily play their switch in handheld mode they were arguing well that's unnecessary in a handheld system and then they're like the other people are like yeah i'm talking about docked i want it 4k i want sure. it up on my tv on 4k yeah, but absolutely. like if it was 1080 in handheld that would also be fine so yeah i I think that it it would be nice to have a a 4k mode when it's in docked mode or whatever it ends up being called when it's playing on your tv 
so, by the way, to follow up on our uh, previous topic, the the original Switch it, that was LCD. By yes. the way, as we're talking about resolutions and stuff, I did look that up and I forgot to circle back. Right. So good, good job hosting this podcast, oh, Kyle. You're welcome. Um, um, yeah, next- I, it, that that 4K question, it it's all for me at the expense of like, is it going to make the game run slower? Because like I will always default to performance mode personally. Um, I want performance above everything else. Um, so I like 4K. 4K, I I wouldn't say no to it, but I do. I wouldn't want it at the expense of like, you know, lower frame rate, etc. Yeah, especially because a lot of Nintendo games like they don't really need 4k like they're not going for like hyper realism with their no, stuff yeah. like they're yeah like they're kind of like more whimsical cartoony art direction has always looked great even like the Wii, like pre-hd and stuff like that so yeah it's like i don't need to see every hair on mario's head <laughs> to have fun with it <laughs> i do and <laughs> i do remember going to best buy back when the wii u was not out yet and like watching something mario in hd and just being like this is incredible <laughs> like this, this yeah, there's just something special 1080p, about it you know i that's and that's that's that still holds up i feel like but yeah but also that was over 10 years ago now i, I feel like we just like the loading times we've been spoiled by higher resolution on other platforms yeah you, you still want that that zelda wii u demo where he's fighting the big spider <laughs> yeah, I mean, we finally got something similar to the uh, the Zelda GameCube demo that we got at Space World that one year. <laughs> so why not get the Zelda Wii U demo where he was fighting the Goma? Um, next up, Scott Fontana, who has actually appeared on All Things Nintendo in the past, and he also writes for the New York Post. Uh, that, that's a secondary byline there. Uh, he says... <laughs> Capacity and power to play high-end cross-platform, I'm assuming it means multi-platform titles without the need for cloud streaming. And I think that's a big one, right? Because yeah. I have railed on Nintendo and like third-party developers for bringing games like Kingdom Hearts, a PS2 title, to Switch and have it be cloud streaming. I get it when like a, a game like Control, which is obviously way too much for the Switch to handle, when that gets put on the Switch, it's a cloud streaming game. But I, I would like a system that doesn't necessitate that, right? Yeah. Is yeah. that a... I, it's weird because it, that's been so all over the place. Or I, I assume it's just like a, a studio choice because like you got something like The Witcher, which is massive, but that's like a local like game. You play on a, a cartridge, but then you're like, I have to stream Kingdom Hearts like two? <laughs> like, really? Like, oh, God. I, you, you couldn't get that a collection of PS2 games on a cartridge? That Kingdom Hearts thing is I, uh, ridiculous. I, I have a, a family like Disney trip coming up, and I was like, oh, you know what would be fun? It's like, what if I played Kingdom Hearts like on the plane or whatever, right? Just to sort of get in the headspace. I was like, I don't think I have a way to do it because of this stupid streaming version. <laughs> it's so dumb. So dumb. I mean, I, I guess if you use your phone as a hotspot oh <laughs> to God. stream a video game. Like, that's not going to work. I, yeah, I, I'm, I would be curious, like, how those streaming versions perform commercially. Because, like, I was like, I remember they do they do offer a demo, right? Like, Control. I think I, I, upl- I loaded up the demo on my Switch just to see how it worked. Um, and it was it was fine, right? It was like it was uh, like south of fine, I guess you could say. But I, it's like it's an instant like, oh, I'm not gonna play it on Switch then if it if it's announced as a streaming version, right? Like, oh, absolutely. It's like, it's like no, I'm not gonna. Why would I do that? <laughs> I mean, I even told Ed Boon that at Summer Game Fest on in the interview that people heard on this this podcast. 
I was like, hey, is this going to be a local Mortal Kombat one or is it going to be a streaming thing? Because I was like, if it comes out, if, if you're like, oh, it's going to be like a uh, cloud streaming, I'm just going to play it on PlayStation, even though I probably will anyway. But <laughs> Did you like threaten him with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was he was like, no, it's local. It's it's local. Okay, just the same like, as MK11 was. That's good. Okay, like, just so you know, if you stream this, I'm not touching it. <laughs> but the, the crazy thing is, is that. Mortal Kombat 1 is only coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. It's not coming to PS4 and Xbox One. So it's like, those are more powerful than the Switch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weird. It, it's just very strange. Um, next up, Matt Piscatella, who is the uh, the guy behind the NPD reports. Uh, he's a games analyst, and uh, the sales numbers that we get are often based off of his reports. He simply says, play Call of Duty, which I think is maybe a, a joke at uh, the Xbox Blizzard, Activision Blizzard merger, like that being the big thing that we uh, we had been saying is like, I don't think that the Switch can handle Call of Duty as it exists right now. So I think that was kind of a, a little joke at that. But then we have one from Tom Happ, who you may know as the creator of Axiom Verge. Yeah. He responded with perhaps the most popular answer. Backwards compatible with previous generation. Yeah. Yes. I... That, that's huge. I feel like that will be the case. Like, I think this is going to be like a, at least a Wii U situation where that was backwards compatible with the Wii because the Wii just sold so much that it was like, it kind of, it, it just seems like it makes sense. I, I think that will happen. Um, whether they, you know, stick with cartridges for the next Switch or just have a way where you can just, <clears throat> I don't know, if you own a digital copy, you could just play it on your new Switch 2, whatever you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I actually kind of my gut tells me that we're going to get that. I think so, no. too. And, yeah. and, and according to that report, they did say that Nintendo was hoping and figuring out ways to convert as many switch owners as possible. So they said, while hmm. nobody knew if it was going to be backwards compatible, Nintendo was looking into ways to convert as many switch users as possible. Yeah, so hopefully that is an indication that they are going to have backwards compatibility. I think it would be a huge turnoff if they did not, you know, like I would, I would see that and be like, all right, well, I'm going to hold on to my switch for a little bit longer then. Although I, I say that now. And then when it's like time to pre-order, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting two. <laughs> yeah. They'll be going door to door asking if we've accepted backwards compatibility in our hearts. <laughs> I mean, the, the best selling truly, I mean, unless they have some big exclusive right on day one for let's just, let's just call it switch two. Right. Even though I'm, I'm doubt that's what it'll actually be called just for the sake of this conversation. Like I, they're not going to have a new Mario, right? Cause Mario wonders coming out. They're not going to have mean, a new, maybe. Z- I mean, maybe I guess Could like, be a 3D maybe a 3d one. Mario, but I I'm doubtful. Um, but they, you know, they probably won't, they won't have a new Zelda that by then, but the, so the best selling point they can have for switch Two is like, you can put, to, you can play tears of kingdom on this and it's going to load twice as fast. You know, because like that's how they even that's how they sold uh, new 3DS was like if you put Smash Brothers on here, the loading is like way faster. And they even put videos online showing how much faster Smash Mm -hmm. Brothers loaded on 3DS versus new 3DS. I mean, like if they have a comparison video that just shows Link like instantly fast traveling around Hyrule, like, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll buy a Switch 2 for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or you know what would be better? If, like, whenever you use Ascend, when he's traveling through, like, a, a platform that's, like, maybe two feet thick, you don't have to watch that cutscene that makes it look <laughs> like he's swimming, like, a mile. <laughs> but uh, the, I will say, I don't. that's not really loading. 
though, right? Like that's I assumed it was. Maybe it's not, but it was I don't know, it's always been weird to me, but like how come like on this plank he's like instant, but this thing is like only a little bit thicker, but it has to I, load. Yeah, I could be wrong, but my assumption it was it wasn't loading. It's just so it's like trying to show you the real time swimming. And then they cut to that like yeah. that cutscene because Nintendo doesn't want to show any clipping or anything. So it's like rather than like, you know, the occasional like, you know, Link awkwardly shuffles through some weird thing and you see his legs sticking out the side. They're like, you know what? We're just gonna <laughs> no one gets to see it. We're just gonna have a cutscene play. Well, yeah. That, that segues perfectly to Jacob Nahin's uh who's a PR guy who used to work for Sega Atlas. Now he does for several games. He says 60 frames per second tears of the kingdom is all he really needs. And I think that kind of, that's perfect yeah, for what our discussion would be, is right now. Yeah. That's what I, I mean, want. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, 60 FPS, like any, anything, like if they, if they were bold enough to make the Xbox promise of like, yeah, all our first party stuff, 60 FPS, baby. Uh, that'd be neat. I, I, I wouldn't say no to it. Has Nintendo yeah. ever said the phrase 60 FPS? Have they ever said FPS? I don't, <laughs> holy God. Oh, maybe they've said like it'll run at stable 30 frames per second, but I don't think they've ever said 60 frames per I, second. Yeah. I don't think, I think they like they've using only those ever... kinds of terms, really. Yeah, I think they've only ever said it in the mindset of please don't ask us about FPS ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, is like they internally, there's no doubt in my mind, they take that very seriously because they prioritize performance over everything, right? Like that, like you ask them like why their games are so small. Uh, and they'll say like, well, it's because it like helps with loading and makes the and makes the gameplay experience more fun if there's less data you have to pull from, right? So like they right. take that stuff very seriously, but I, they just don't use it as marketing bullets, you know. Like I think Link Link Between Worlds runs at sixty on three DS, and it's like it feels so good because of that. And I think they highlighted that like, oh, look how good it feels. It's so smooth, but it's like they would never use numbers and acronyms right? oh yeah. man can you imagine mario kart 8 60 fps Ooh. that'd be great well wait are we wait are we sure it doesn't run it already it might. 60 FPS? i don't does it know. i, it I don't know i don't know which games like do it like I'm very or, bad like, at Nintendo. perceiving it but like when it comes yeah. when, when i do notice it i'm like oh this is really smooth yeah um, i just assume like mario kart I, I yeah maybe you're right i just it just looks good regardless, but maybe it is because I mean, the switch is capable of running 60 FPS oh, yeah. for some stuff. According um, to but... some articles that I just Googled and maybe are wrong. It says Mario Kart 8 Deluxe runs consistently at 60 frames per second and 1080p when docked. So, yeah, I mean, oh, okay. yeah, Mario Kart's like one of the smoothest. That's why that game's so great. Maybe that's know? why. Yeah, maybe I just didn't realize because I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like Brian where like unless you do like a you turn the performance mode on and off back to back and go, Oh, okay. I see it now. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think tears of the kingdom runs at 30 and breath of the wild as well. And that's kind of them. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, accepting that limitation to have the large world. Like I think odyssey runs at 60 and they would, they would not take anything less for Mario is it, because Mario has to feel great. And so I think Mario has always run at 60, even, yeah. you know, forever <laughs> <laughs> even on the nes yeah i mean yeah honestly yeah so. um next up dave alshree from new blood has some pretty good suggestions he said 1080 handheld 4k docked better battery life and f-zero and f-zero yeah, yeah. it mean, comes I'm, with I'm f-zero in the box like pre-installed if f-zero runs at 60 frames per second i'm in 
<laughs> it would have to, right? Like no, you don't I, release an F0 that does not. There's no be, way you can. Yeah. Yeah, no, F0 runs at 60 on N64, like truly. Um huh. because that's why that game feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I know it did I because I this is random, but I played it as recently as on Wii U. Oh, and it came to Switch too. Isn't it on Switch now? Uh, oh, man, yeah, Smash Brothers. It? The original Smash Brothers was sixty. Like they've always that's like they've been prioritizing that well before anybody else. They just don't. They don't. It's not a marketing bullet for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they would rather you say, "Oh, this feels great," rather than be like, "Oh, what's the what's the FPS?" All right, we have one from Twitch streamer Big Cheese chiming in with the the four K sixty FPS backward compatibility that most people said. But also, he wants voice chat through the console, some way to convert friend codes to easy to remember usernames, and a docked wired connection, like similar to what was added to the Switch OLED. Oh, is okay, the right? Did yeah. they still use that weird phone app workaround? I, yeah, that, I completely <laughs> forgot that that was a thing. Cause I don't. I'm not a big voice chat person, anyways. Uh, so I just. I, I just realized like, yeah, that's still around, right? Like that's still the only way to do it. Yeah. I mean, most people just jump on discord or call each other at this point. I think, yeah, I, think I think that's really why uses that, that, uh, that app, but yeah, that would be something like, even if they just had a discord app on the next Nintendo console yeah. and that's how you run voice chat through it. And I also saw a lot of people suggesting that like having the, the headphone jack in the controller itself. So that way you can just do kind of voice chat that way or have headphones that, can bring the audio so you can do that way because right now i think if you are playing the switch docked and you want to use headphones i rarely use headphones unless i'm traveling with my switch they i think you need to run it directly into the console i don't think there's any way to plug it into the actual controller so it's like if you're sitting on the other side of your switch like other side of the room as your switch and you're playing in docked there's really no great way to use headphones natively without like kind of I know there are like Bluetooth adapters and everything you can get, but yeah, that's well, uh, that's a problem. The system did get a software update a year or two ago to let you use Bluetooth headphones. Okay, so oh, I right. use my I'll use my AirPods occasionally. Uh, again, or it you, wasn't so much an update, wasn't it? Like oh, it had already it was always there. They yeah. just sort of flipped the switch and no, said it, you can use it now. <laughs> yeah, it was super stupid. Like they they were clearly like withholding it, and then they uh, one there was a console update that was like okay, yeah, we'll let you use Bluetooth that's always been there. That's I do recall that things. now. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's absurd that the Pro controller doesn't have a headphone jack. What are they doing? Yeah, I was gonna. Just to piggyback off the Discord thing, uh, for my own personal request, it'd be nice if there were just more apps in general. Yeah, that's a like, weird thing, right? Because there's still no Netflix, right? I think it's still like, there's like maybe five it's, entertainment apps. Like one of them's Crunchyroll. It's like I, Hulu, Crunchyroll, Twitch, and YouTube, I think, are like the ones that there are on Switch. Like there's no Netflix, no Disney Plus, I don't think. Yeah, that's so weird to me. It's like, because I was like, I don't understand what, like, why? Especially for a portable console, it'd be you know nice to be like yeah i'm just gonna watch disney plus on the go on like a bigger screen than my phone you know yeah i mean that's that would be awesome that's why i bring my ipad i wouldn't have to bring my ipad if the switch did that all apple tv and then if you get apple tv then they can put ted lasso and smash brothers (laughs) (laughs) yeah hell yeah all right writer from after party in there that's a joke for me very good uh (laughs) very good Shout out to the After Party, a great Apple Plus show that not not, not enough people are watching. It's the best thing on the platform. Is it? 
I think so. I like it more than Ted Lasso. What's, I mean, there's Severance. There's Ted Lasso. What's oh, the other one? I do uh, like Shrinking. I've been liking Shrinking. I've heard really great things about. I uh, the only ones that I've watched have been Ted Lasso and Severance. Please watch people the like that party, new show, guys. right? Both of you guys, just watch yeah. the after party. Watch both the the second season's airing now. The first season's great. It it's like it's it's the best. Okay. All right. So we have a controversial one next. This is uh, from George Yang, who's a writer. Um, he says, an achievement system, please, Nintendo, please. How do we feel about that one? I, I'm not a, it's like, I'm not like an achievement hunter. Like I, I almost never go out of my way to get an achievement, but I, I wouldn't mind it. it I, I, I feel like Nintendo games, especially something like Mario or, or Zelda, like I, they're, I can't help but think there would be some satisfaction of getting an achievement because I like, I don't know, killed X amount of Goombas in a row without dying or did some like wild feat. I, I would only want to see it because I feel like Nintendo would get a lot more creative with them. Like they wouldn't just copy what the other two platforms do. Like the achievements would almost be a little bit more like esoteric or like you got to do some really creative stuff to get their achievements i i I just kind of want to see what they would do with it uh you know so why not i'm always sitting there and i'm saying like you know i don't i don't care about trophies i don't care about achievements but i'm currently playing a review game it's a multi-platform review game and i specifically asked for a switch code and I've been playing it, and I, I beat a very difficult boss in this game last night. And I couldn't help but be like, oh, man, I bet that would have given me an achievement <laughs> if I was playing this on Xbox or PlayStation. And right. I don't know why. Like, maybe I've just been conditioned over the years to be like, yeah, when you do something cool, that little sound plays where you get an achievement or a trophy. And it just feels weird sometimes when it's like, I could have gotten an achievement for that. Darn it. And it just, <laughs> I mean, yeah. have you guys ever turned down a, a switch version of a third party game because you won't get achievements for it? No, no. I mean, like, I, is that a factor at all? The only time that I will like go with a different console. If it's like, if I know it's going to run better on that console, right? Like if I'm thinking about like, all right, what do I want to buy Sonic frontiers on? I'm not going to get it on Switch unless I want a portable version. Like I, I do have it on both Switch and PlayStation, but that's because the review copy was on PlayStation. But it, uh, that's my the one. If I do ever want to go back and play more Sonic Frontiers, I'm playing it on PlayStation. But if I happen to be on the road and I'm like, oh yeah, I could, I want to play some Sonic Frontiers, then the Switch version is awesome for that. But yeah, it's usually just because it runs better. That's why I go with the other platforms. Okay. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to think because like it, the best example of this is like an indie game right that's going to be totally fine on switch you know like Most a metroid pixel platformer i will always just go switch uh, but i do love achievements and trophies like <laughs> i don't i don't like hunt for them but i love when they're there as like if it's a game i love i love having sort of an excuse to keep playing it you know for achievements and stuff like that uh so i yeah i would love a switch uh, comparable version but I, I think miyamoto has been asked about it in the past and was was pretty adamantly like no i don't think we ever want to do that so they would do something like uh, like a tears of the kingdom achievement would be like oh you know when the moon is like red and everybody comes back if you take your switch out during an actual full moon and hold it up to the moonlight you'll get this weird achievement (laughs) like it's going to be like weird puzzly (laughs) stuff that's like we want you to be more engaged with the game not just kill five things and here's a trophy we want you to do some wild stuff 
I would love that. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> All right. We have one from former Game Informer editor and current head of PR at My Dearest, Imran Khan. Hey. He uh... says, a reactive eShop. And I actually noticed a lot of people complaining about the current eShop, more so than I thought like had problems with the eShop. And yeah, I, I mean, the eShop is not great. <laughs> like I try to load it up on the Switch itself and it takes forever to load like a lot of stuff. I usually end up just, if I want to buy a game, I'll search for it on like the, the web version of the eShop. But a lot of people were chiming in, hoping that the next generation of the eShop will be better. And I hope they keep the name eShop. Otherwise, I'm going to have to change it, uh, the name of one of the segments on the show. So <laughs> yeah. what do you guys feel about the eShop as it exists now and what you would want from the future versions of it? So more reactive, just you just wanted to mo- move faster, basically? Just I, mean, I think I don't know if it, <laughs> if it means like it moving faster or if like, you know, like sometimes you'll go to like one page and it'll like react to what game you're looking at or something like that. I don't I don't know. I, I A lot of people were saying that like they wanted like some of the music to come back. Um, like oh, I mean, bring like back that. the Wii yeah. shop music. I mean, yeah, like that or, or yeah. some kind of jingle, like the Wii, the Wii U eShop had a lot of music that would play when you were going on it. It's just kind of a weird silence when you go on the switch eShop. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I swear, I don't really spend a ton of time on the eShop, especially with this job. Like, honestly, I if I'm only on there to either redeem a code, which takes like two seconds, so I'm not really browsing, or like um, if if I have a specific game, I'll seek out, I'll just search for that specific game and then add it to my wish list. So I'm really looking at my wish list more than anything. Of like, oh, there's a sale. Let's see what's on sale on my wish list. But other than that, I really don't like manually browse the shop that much. Yeah, it is actually the one shop that I do browse. Because it's like much easier to see like what what just came out. Like show me the list of the most recent things that came out. Because uh, Xbox and PlayStation kind of mix things up and they highlight. You know they they point you towards things they want you to look at. But Switch you can literally just look at a list of what came out today. And also and it's overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelming. <laughs> but I also like to see what's on there. And then also they have um, the top ten lists too, or the like the top lists most downloaded and most, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's much more straightforward than the other platforms. So I actually, I actually do look at that shop more than, uh, than the other platforms. Weirdly. I tend to do it on the web, but yeah, like, I don't know, like the, something about the, the actual eShop on the switch, just, it kind of deters me. Like I do fire it up from time to time. And then like, I'm like, oh yeah, let me see what's what's happening on the Switch eShop, and then it should, about three minutes into it, I'm just like, yeah, I am, I'm not going to do this anymore. Right, right. Um, so after that response, it started becoming a bunch of kind of repeated answers. So we're going to look at some of the other more unique responses that I got, and uh, kind of just re- react to these, maybe in rapid fire. Maybe if you have more to say, we can we can go from there. Uh, Dwayne Tiamat at too many ferrets on Twitter said, be comfortable for people with human sized hands. Do you guys have problems with uh, the switch as it exists right now in terms of like the, the joy cons? I not as much as people. I mean, those, uh, those little buttons are tiny. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the rare cases where you have to play with just the joy con sideways is just a nightmare (laughs) for anyone that is not a child. (laughs) Um. But I will say I, I switched to the uh, the Hori pads 
Mm-hmm. and like which are basically like a regular controller cut in half like almost like an xbox controller and i can't go back now those are mm-hmm. just too perfect <laughs> i need you to send me the link to that because i have a few third-party pro controllers uh power a makes some really good ones but you're saying these are like a replacement for the joy cons yeah like they're oh. you can find them at like gamestop and stuff like there's different colors and like i have some red ones but they do like different designs but yeah it's just uh replacement joy cons they're just thicker like it literally feels like it has the same sort of like ergonomics of like an Xbox controller, basically like bigger triggers and just buttons that fit your thumbs. And the only thing you're giving up is the HD rumble, which, you know, I'm fine with. Um, and also it has a regular D pad. So, OK, it, well, I, I do prefer makes, that. Yeah, it makes handheld play so, so much better, at least for me. <laughs> All right. Well, and does it, and it works on like if you just pulled out like say you're playing a game that requires you to use one half of like one of the Joy Cons. Oh no 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 no. no. Okay. Just because is- the way it's shaped is not really like imagine holding half of an Xbox controller in one hand and it just wouldn't. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um. I, yeah. The only time I really feel like there's a problem with the way the the switch. I mean, aside from the triggers not being kind of like the uh, God, what's the word for it? Like the, it's just like it's analog instead of uh, digital, where it's like there's no, there's not like a range. Press them, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. like it's yes or no. It's pressed. It's not like the Xbox triggers where it's like, oh, you're compressing it seventy percent. Um, and also like the the joysticks aren't the best, and the D pad is not good at all because it's not really a D pad. It's just four buttons. Um, outside of that, I, I don't have a problem until you go into the single sideways Joy-Con. That's the only time that I really have a problem with the the Switch Joy-Cons. But other than that, I'm using the Pro Controller 90% of the time anyway. So oh, yeah. I get that. I get I get Dwayne's uh, complaint here. Um, we'll go to the next one. Marco Voltage, at MVoltage on Twitter, said, Scalable fonts and in-game key binds in every game. In other words, more control over my experience. Yeah, I feel like games have gone... I feel like that's more of a game by game thing, right? Because I feel like remember when the Switch first came out, that was kind of a nightmare for a lot of games. Like, oh, this text is they didn't really yeah. <laughs> scale this up for the screen. I like to think that it that's better now, you know, like seven years in. Um, but yeah, for sure. I mean, it depends on the game, of course, but you know, that's always great, especially for accessibility reasons. Yeah, especially if you're able to do it at a system level. I think you can do it right now in Vir- not virtual console, a uh, switch online. I think you can remap buttons. I I think that's at a system level. I don't know if that applies to the entire switch system though. I haven't really messed around with that too much. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think it does, but that, that is more key binding. Yeah. Nintendo could totally integrate that into the, just the settings of the system, but yeah, the text font that, that has to, I think that has to be game to game that I think that's on the developer uh, as opposed to the hardware. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Andrew, at So After I Said, says, connecting to HDMI slash TV without needing the Switch dock. Now, oh, so like the Switch would just have an HDMI port? I think that's what he's getting oh, at. And at first I was like, that's unnecessary. And then I thought about all the times like I've traveled to my parents' house or I've traveled like to a hotel where I'm going to be there for a few days. And it's like, I'm going to bring the dock just so I can play up on the TV. And it's like, it would be kind of nice to just have a way to plug into the, even if it was just an adapter cable that you could like a USB-C on one side, HDMI on the other, 
and you could plug into the TV that way. And I don't know. I, th- I, I think there is something there. Yeah. You have to get a pretty long cable to make it like comfortable. Uh, or at the very least, maybe just make the dock smaller. Because there's still like those third party docks that are just like a little piece of plastic, right? It like, yeah. just goes underneath yeah, and that's about it. I do need one of those, especially with the traveling and everything that I do. Like, uh, yeah, I would just like just put an HDMI port on there, right? I mean, even the Steam Deck, which is a lot easier with that, only has like USB-C ports. So you can get like a little USB-C HDMI converter and it works pretty flawlessly. Oh. But like, yeah, just let's just put an HDMI port on there fully. Why not? And kind of uh, he, Justin Jones at Dev Puppy has kind of a, a different solution here, which his response was mini projector. Huh, okay. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I thought he was going to say, cause I just thought, <laughs> excuse me, that what if the switch could just cast to a, another that would display? Be cool too. Cause you know, it's already like a, you know, like, like the way you do it with phones, like, yeah, just have an option of like, I'm just going to cast it to whatever display is, you know, it picks up. I actually like that a lot. Wow. I, I do like that a lot, Marcus, but yeah, mini projector. I think that's maybe the, uh, the third best option out of, the, <laughs> out of the, the solutions we're presenting here. It's a, it's a, it's. A, I do like it in that it's like would be unexpected, and it it just feels like the kind of thing Nintendo would do. If that makes sense, you know, of like, yeah, this is a funky, weird thing that you didn't expect, you know. Yeah, just people sitting in front of their blank walls playing, projecting Zelda. Well, I've always liked I Microsoft patented this thing that it would project like behind your TV, uh, like an extension of the game, which I always thought that was a cool idea. Like I have hue lights set up that react to games that I play, and I do like that. But like I've always liked the idea of like, what if like the peripheral of like a game you're playing was just projected on behind your TV onto your wall? Like that, I, 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 my Xbox dabbled with it, but they never did anything with it. But I think that would so. Be really it would just cool. be like the the same image, just just behind you, just so extend kind of right, like beyond the TV, right? So it's like not no gameplay would be happening on the projected part of behind your oh, TV, okay. but it would just be sort of like displaying kind of on the walls and just setting the mood better like right you know what i mean is like, it kind of like a like an arcade border like you know yeah like, kind like, of. like yeah but okay. like reactive to the game yeah i th- i think that would be really cool uh yeah and on a nintendo that would be awesome i mean i i just installed the led strips behind yeah. my tv and then thought it was interfering with the wi-fi and and uh bluetooth capabilities of the tv so i actually ripped them off and then realized that the TV just needed a hard reset. So I did that and then reinstalled the lights. And now it's been working fine ever since. But yeah. that yeah. was the, the that lights was are cool. That's a good like that's a good sort of uh, prototype of it. But I want it to like actually like project, you know? Yeah, I was going to ask, like, are those lights like because I know people like those. I've always been kind of turned off by them. Do they add to the experience? I always thought they'd just be distracting. Just have like flashing RGB lights while I'm trying oh, to play a game. Mine aren't flashing. Mine are a <laughs> oh. solid color that I designate what they are. So like I, if I'm playing Sonic, I make them blue. If I'm playing like Vampire Survivors, I make them red. And it's just like it, it's just kind of like you can set whatever it is. Right. It's just like um, an ambiance. Kyle's yeah. is like more of one that's like it reacts to what's on the screen and changes based on that. So he might be able to. Well, how does it how does it work, Kyle? 
Uh, I mean, I don't really know technically how it works. I, Break like down a, the engineering. Yeah, right. It, well, it passes, like, all my consoles pass through this sort of dock, right? And then what it does is I think it looks at the color borders on the uh, on whatever you're watching, and it, like, it projects those colors. So, like, like I'll be playing, like, I don't know, like, let's say I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom or something, and I'm standing on the coast, and, like, the left side is, like, uh, so, like, the left side of the screen is water, and the right side of the screen is, like, grass, the lights behind my TV on the left will be blue and the lights behind the TV on the right will be green. Does that make sense? And it's like, yeah. it's it reacts in real time and I love it. Like I, it's just about sort of mood and it also sort of uh, highlights the screen. Like it's, it's not distracting because it is an extension of the image. It's just like it, but it's only color. Uh, mm-hmm. So I quite like it. I think it is okay. very cool. It I've always wanted to be sold on it because I like in my mind, I was like, is this just like the nerdier version of just putting lights under your car? It's um, it kind of is. No, I mean, it depends. <laughs> right. It, I suppose. But like, I think it's closer to this like VR. Right. Like, because the thing about VR is like it totally envelops your vision. Right. So that's what's cool about VR is like you can totally uh be in this world and it feels like you're inside of it and what and this and the doing these lights on the tv is sort of a that on a smaller scale because it like makes your whole room change color with the game if you have your lights off and stuff like that so it just makes it more absorbing um so yeah, i it's, it's i like immersive. it I, yes okay. immersive is the word i was looking for um but it is so it's like if you're it's not really that if you're just sort of playing with the lights on and you're like families around and you're chatting and stuff, it's like, you know, it, maybe it's distracting. But if you're in that mood where it's like, I'm going all in, I'm going to play this for the next two hours. I'm turning all the lights on. I'm turning up the volume. I think it's like, I love it. I think it's an awesome way to play. Okay. I'm sorry to get us off track. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Wondering there, but... I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, unknown entity 54 on Twitter says bring Nintendo up to snuff in terms of online capabilities, which I think is another big one that, yeah. that people had. Uh, I mean, that's on the, that's been on the list since like they discovered the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like a legacy <laughs> request. What was it? 2004 that there was that quote from Satoru Iwata that was like, we don't think gamers want online games. Yeah. Then he straight up call it like a fad pretty much i don't remember that i just remember that in an in an issue of game informer might have been issue 200 of game informer there was a quote published by satoru iwata saying that like gamers don't want online games or something or like our customers don't want that um well they they, they got burned by satellaview they were like you know what if this doesn't work we're not gonna ever make an effort again (laughs) you know i mean yeah like just like this is the one thing where it's like I don't want Nintendo to get all Nintendo-y about it. Like just do what everyone else does. Right, <laughs> just yes, have it work yeah. at a functional level. I I don't want to have like I I think the last time there was like major headache. I like, I remember trying to get into matches and like and like not only on a system level but on a game level too. Like I remember Splatoon two. Oh, Splatoon 2 was, was a nightmare. such a nightmare trying to, like, I remember trying to get a session with friends and we're trying to do salmon run and stuff, and it took so long to, by the time <clears throat> we started playing, we were almost like, we had almost abandoned it. Like, I don't know, you want to just go play something else? <laughs> yeah. How much of a, because none of us truly understood how it worked, because we were like, oh, it's, it can't be that hard. It's online, right? And then you're like, oh, no, 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 this is Nintendo, right? Uh, I think Splatoon 3 was better in that regard, but yeah, I remember Splatoon 2, it was just like, 
why did I even why did I even try like (laughs) like what did I expect (laughs) I mean but even like Mario Kart it's just it's it's always like one or two more hoops than is necessary it's like these these problems have been solved for a long time like just just do that like no one's asking you to do anything wild just do what's already out there (laughs) yeah that's a good point um Mark Deschamp at Mark Deschamp said multiple tabs quick resume on xbox has me spoiled oh i do use quick resume yeah quick resume is a very good feature but sometimes games do have problems with that i've noticed some but i'm also impressed that like i was uh, actually on my xbox the other day and when i looked at my quick resume tab it still had my uh game of signalis which i haven't touched in months <laughs> running in the background apparently it is crazy in that i like, was like what i think i had like a rock band night with ben hansen leo vader blake and uh who else somebody else was there and we um we were playing that and it was like three months ago and i looked at my quick resume tab and rock band was still on there i was just like really and of course it probably would run like garbage if i tried to fire it up i know a lot of uh a lot of games if you fire it up it has a uh, a problem with that because um oh it was alex van aiken who joined us um and i knew there was a fifth but yeah i remember uh the, the the quick resume sometimes i'll fire it up and it'll be like this game normally runs at 60 frames per second getting it out of quick resume it is like running at like 20 frames per second. Right. With that, is that like an SSD thing? Is that why that's possible? I, I think I, I don't so. Know the, but okay. it's also like the processor is engineered around the SSD that Microsoft uses. So I, I, cause I reviewed it. I reviewed the Xbox Series X and S and the, the it's like the processor was built with the SSD in mind so it's like kind of like one streamlined process something like that i i don't know it's been a few years but okay i was like if this would be tied to the the ssd request in general for the next console so it's like hey if you guys are going to do that maybe talk to microsoft like you guys are kind of cool now maybe you can <laughs> pick their brain a bit like yeah how do, we, how do we do that yeah uh, i didn't know there was a quick resume tab I gotta go look at that. Yeah, thing. there's an know, option yeah. where you can see all the games that you currently have sort of like suspended in quick resume. Yes, yeah, so you hit the home button uh, okay. and it brings up that side menu. There's a quick resume like drop down that you can select. Because yeah, then you can oh, manually close the games. You're like, oh, this I'm done with this. This doesn't need <laughs> yeah. to be here anymore. <laughs> well, it's all, it's also one of those things. It's like that quick resume. And then on PlayStation 5, they have the cards that will like in theory show you how much longer you have on a section, right? Like, oh, this level takes most players another 20 minutes, right? Those I are do two like that. Th- well, that's the thing I was going to say. Those are two features, right? The PlayStation 1 and Quick Resume that I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I'm going to take advantage of both those. Never have never really thought about them with the launch <laughs> of the console. So, like, I, Quick Resume is one that it's like I, I just focus on one game at a time. So, like, in fact, I'm like the first thing I'm going to do when I get on my Xbox later is, like, go to that and make sure everything is closed. Because like I don't want <laughs> stuff running in the background to interfere with me playing whatever I'm playing. Yeah, because you know? right now, if you're running a game, even if it doesn't have online capabilities, 
sometimes it will mess up the online capabilities of the Switch. Like I was trying to download an update to a game while I had a game kind of in the background. Like I was on the home menu. Oh, right. Yeah, you got to close like, Yeah. Close your software if you want this to go faster. I'm like, this is a single player offline game. Why is this impacting? And then I went into like, you know how like there's like the uh, kind of like the Switch version of achievements, the, the missions that you do if you have Switch online where like you can get like the points and then that adds that allows you to like redeem for the, the icon components. Yeah it was taking forever to load and it was like, maybe close your software. That'll probably improve performance. And I did that and it did. And I was like, this is again, a single player offline game. Like, Why I'm playing Picross S. Why is this such a problem? <laughs> it's very strange. Nintendo is, is oddly behind in the online department and also quick resume and like how that impacts the, just having one game on in the background really screws up a lot of stuff on the, the Switch's operating system. So I, I get this, this complaint. Uh, next up is David Bell at Tubotic Prime, and this was also a popular one. Within all reasonable engineering capabilities, no Joy-Con drift. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not, yeah, I, I agree. Like, that that shouldn't even be, like, a request, you know? Like, that's one of those, like, hey, this thing's not working the way you said it's supposed to work. The thing I bought is should be working this way. Not even so, with the Switch OLED. <laughs> it still yeah, gets the drift. I, I had to send off a Switch Lite once to fix drift. Oh, that's even worse. That, yeah. yeah, it's built in. Yeah. You, can't you can't even can't change it, it out. So that's, yeah, that's that's not even like, I wouldn't even put that as like, oh, I hope the Switch has this as like much as like Switch should have this already. <laughs> right? Do you think they fixed it or did they send you the same Switch Lite and just upload your data? Uh oh no they 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 sent me my switch back yeah for sure okay I was like do you put like a mark on it so you know I think there was like a little <laughs> scratch or something that I was you know I, I there was no doubt in my mind that it was my switch that I got back hmm. okay uh, uh, yeah yeah uh, have components that work properly yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'd be great yeah yeah I mean hey they gave us a better kickstand with the OLED right yeah yeah because that oh, original kickstand if you looked at it the wrong way it snapped in half oh god <laughs> talk about things that I also never use i completely forgot the switch had a kickstand i had to think i was like wait what uh nick lie at asian perk who is also a game informer community member uh he has a good one he just sent a gif of twilight princess yeah huh. launch with that <laughs> wind waker and twilight princess and no actually put that all on switch put it on yeah. switch and then make it all backwards compatible that yes, we don't yeah, have to have this conversation every single episode of all things nintendo uh, Spike Spiegel says, bring back virtual console, which I'm split on that one because oh. I like owning the games, but I also like only paying one subscription cost and getting access to a ton of, it. I talked about this in the past where I play more games than I probably would. Like, cause I, I don't have to buy them. Like when they have like this weird, like, Oh, this game only released in Japan. It's like, I probably wouldn't have dropped like $8 to buy this but because it's included in my subscription, it's kind of like the net, net the the Netflix effect, right? Where it's like, all right, I have the subscription anyway. People are talking about this movie. I might as well check it out. It's it's not going to cost me anything extra. That's how I feel about the Nintendo Switch Online. Yes, yeah. it is going to yeah. suck. It's going to suck when they shut down Switch Online and we suddenly have no access to any of those those games that we've been playing. But at the same time, like it does. I think, I mean, if I'm paying for online subscription anyway, it does save money in that way. Yeah, and it doesn't, it's, it's not like, a, it, it takes the sting away if or if and when that happens. Of like, well, at least I didn't buy this game, like, piecemeal, and now they're taking it away. It's like, I was paying for access to them 
so it, I don't feel like I'm getting cheated out, if that makes sense, <clears throat> you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we're part of the problem <laughs> of, like, the digital-only future, because it's, like, it's just so convenient. And it's, like, honestly, I don't, personally, I was, like, I don't need to own Pulse Man. I was, like, I could play it <laughs> once and then be, like, yeah, I'm never going to play this again. And I'm also a person that very rarely replays games. So, like, keeping them around is not, like, super-duper, like, maybe not appealing, but it's like, I'm, when am I actually going to fire this up again? Like realistically, if I'm being honest with myself. Uh, so like I got, I had my fun with it. I tend to frame my sense of value around that. Like I got what I pay for. I don't need to hold on to this, you know, but that's me. Uh, yeah, I just want both options, right? Like I, I like the library. I'm playing Oracle of seasons right now, having a good old time, but, um, I just let me just also have the option if I want to buy them wholesale to keep, you know, on the hard drive forever. Like, let's yeah. do that too. You know, because yeah. Game Pass does that, right? It's like, yeah. hey, you know, and they'll even give you discounts. Like, hey, you, you know, this is leaving Game Pass. Maybe you should buy it at a discount. Yeah, that's I, that's what I would want. Yeah. I, the one thing I liked about Virtual Console is it did make the library larger and full of more obscure stuff. So I do miss that. That's fair. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely positives and negatives to both approaches. And I would in a perfect world they would give us the choice, right? Like but I also I worry that like they would kind of phase things in and out of like like Game Pass does where it's like all right, Ocarina of Time is leaving Switch online. You can buy it now and it's like ah, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> it, that would be worse especially if they're not selling it individually it's like a disney vault situation Ooh. of like who knows when we'll see this again well, hey, they, they do that off. already anyway with like super mario 3d all-stars where it's like why oh, that's true, yeah. was this delisted they just took down or not just took down but recently it was a like pac-man 99 yeah i mean they're oh, taking, is that they, gone, they, i mean which yeah because and that was one of the like uh online exclusives of like you know like the way tetris was like I mean, hey you, mario 35 was was taken down almost immediately <laughs> it was like a month yeah, yeah. That it existed at least they gave a heads up with that the pac-man one was more egregious because like we were just under the assumption this would be here forever as long as you were subscribed but they Yikes. just arbitrarily were like nah this is gone you're like uh, what okay the nintendo <laughs> vault um, this one's a weird one for me. Uh, Tony Cocking at Wild Tony appears said Street Pass. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I miss Street Pass. <laughs> I was a huge Street Pass guy. Man, uh, I used to love bringing my 3ds to like E3s and stuff, and like the joy of opening your console and seeing like a line of people and just the satisfaction of watching them all give you a little puzzle thing. Yeah, I no. agree with you, but is the Switch portable enough? And durable yes. enough that you would be carrying it around with you. Like I, whenever I go I on a trip, like, what are you talking they about? They made a light version just for that. <laughs> if I go to like a convention or something, I'm bringing my switch, but I'm not bringing it with me to the convention hall. I'm leaving it in my hotel room. Well, that's just because Street Pass isn't on there, Brian. I love Street Pass. I mean, honestly, yeah, I would like to see the influx of people carrying their switches around if they brought Street. Pass. Here's the happy medium. Here, we get a device that we can bring around with us that allows us to connect with other people who have that device because I'm not going to carry my switch around, even if there is street pass and I love really? street pass. I don't think it's that much of an ask. I yeah, you put it in like a little backpack like that the you doctor's probably... office and shit all the time. Like, yeah. And you know? I, I usually bring a little backpack when I'm like at a pack or something, just, you know, for things yeah. and the switch isn't heavy. I, yeah. You know it, what just, it feels not durable enough to me. What are you doing? Uh, what are you like yeah. rubbing up against? Or... Yeah, put it in a little case. You're fine. Uh, yeah. The thing that I loved even more than like E3 or like uh, PAX or something like that was like uh, getting Street Pass stuff like in the airport. 
Because yeah. that felt yeah. a little more like ships passing in the night. You know, like who was that person? Where did I meet that? You know, like I loved that kind of, yeah. I, yeah. Bring back street pass. I, I, I was so that. excited when Reggie came to my town, when I passed him in an E3, <laughs> so cool. it was a really big moment for me. <laughs> yeah. I had Miyamoto one time. That was pretty cool. Um, let's see. We only have a couple more here. Uh, we already talked about this a little bit. Trey Higgins says fun menu songs like we, yeah. Yes. With yeah. Well, I can't believe those are not on switch. It's embarrassing. Kyle- this is one that maybe only applies to you, but Andrew Brock says parental controls that allow parents to set the earliest time that it can be played, not just the latest. Ooh. Oh, um, I don't really use parental controls. Uh, I've even inc- tried to encourage my kid to play more violent and inappropriate games. And she's like, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, no, that's interesting. I mean, parental controls are great. I, I actually, um, I like them uh, mainly, not even for like setting restrictions, but just tracking. You know, it's like, what are they up to? What are they playing? How much are they playing? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to add more options, that would be great. Yeah, why not? Absolutely. And then... Uh... Malik Rook at Orbs of Oddness said, I'm going to censor it here, have an effing messaging system. Seriously, how did they get it right in the Wii in 2006, barely, and Wii U in 2012, and then axe the whole thing with the Switch? We've we've kind of talked about this a little bit already, but more support being voiced for having a messaging system. I mean, bring back uh, the, the God the wii u thing yeah, where people were drawing called? stuff i, I just it just Miiverse. flew out of my head Miiverse, there yeah. it is. that was actually the next one Miiverse was the final suggestion that people had that i i pulled for for the sake of this episode Miiverse I, is a I big re- one yeah i really genuinely liked Miiverse, and i think i bet the reason that it got uh taken away is because nintendo was really adamant about policing it yeah uh and i bet that was a huge like ask to have they probably had a whole team of people just looking at posts and making sure they're appropriate and stuff like that staring at these weird drawings for hours yeah i mean that was the big thing i remember uh, ben hansen when we the wii u first came out his big thing was just pushing the boundary to see like how far could he push it right because he wasn't really posting there's obviously like inappropriate stuff you can write like 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 terrible drawings and using profanity and stuff like that but ben like for a while would just make posts that were just weird and confusing and like you know like on the border of like is this okay and just to see if they would stick around like he just posted like in the batman arkham city me verse of like a a a picture of a sad guy going like i miss my dad and like just seeing (laughs) like will that stay up i don't know we'll see uh but yeah the me verse was awesome i really liked seeing all the drawings and stuff yeah, it's like I didn't use it very much, but yeah, it, it was just so delightful to fire up the Wii U and you just get that barrage of just like, man, that's a cool link that that person spent time drawing. It's just yeah. like it had like a purity to it that basically no other like online space really has. And I I was genuinely shocked that it, it didn't transfer to Switch. Like I bet everything I was like, yeah, they're going to keep doing that because it's like just because the Switch is like the successor to the wii u in so many different ways i was like yeah they're gonna bring that over right and like really not at all like yeah oh, that's the has- one thing wii u got right it has been interesting that like certain games because there's no miiverse on switch they kind of came up with their own internal miiverse like mario maker 2 
had like a comment system that you could leave and Splatoon three, you could like actually keep drawing the way you did on Meverse because they realized like that's a huge part of like the Inkopolis Plaza or whatever the, the new versions of that were where it's yeah. like, you just walk around, see like people that are kind of in your circle, kind of not kind of like just like that's, I love, yeah. like, I'm not even a big Splatoon player generally, but I, my, I loved just walking around the lobby and seeing what people were drawing because you had the, the gamut of just like, Oh my, that's, that's amazing. How do they do that on the switch? Uh, touch screen i don't even know how you would draw something like that and then you just had stuff that was like absolutely terrible and stupid that you're like was fun in its own way <laughs> yeah like at least yeah. you had the courage to post this right exactly <laughs> yeah so yeah me yeah bring back me verse absolutely so we're not going to do a definitive ranking on this episode but i did want to get your sense for what the most likely changes in your mind will be for the next nintendo console so i, I don't know if you just want to give me one thing that you think Nintendo is absolutely going to change for oh, the next change? console? Not, yeah, like not preserve. Okay, change, uh, improve, whatever. Like, what do you think is the biggest one? Let's go with you, Kyle. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I feel like the 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 lame and easy answer is like it's going to run better. It right, like it's just going to be a more technically proficient system. Uh, I think I feel like that's an easy layup, but the the thing that i will sort of throw out there as like um a more a more uh dangerous one is the controller doesn't split into two pieces anymore hmm interesting yeah I, I think that was kind of like that's been a divisive part no no pun intended there right. it's been a divisive part of the switch's controller so i could see that changing like, I think it'll still be, you know, you have handheld, you have docked mode. I think you can even still separate the controller, but I just don't think it's going to be like a three-piece system, you know, two controllers and a screen. I think it's going to be one controller and a screen somehow. Yeah. It may as well, because even, like, you don't get the HD rumble in the same nuance when you play undocked. Yeah. But, like, pretty much just the whole thing shakes like it's about to explode. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so. uh, Marcus, what about you? Uh, you know, now that I said it earlier, I've kind of been mulling on it. Like when I said that maybe the next switch can just let you cast to the TV. Maybe they'll actually do that. Like maybe I they'll, love that idea. they'll double down on like the, the portability and how versatile it is of like, it's not only that you can just put it in a dock, but maybe there's other ways you can, you know, play your games on different displays. Like they just sort of expand on that. And honestly, cast casting has been around for so long. Like it, on paper, you think that wouldn't be a, like a huge thing to put in because like, yeah, phones and stuff have done that forever. So you just have to do that. <laughs> so um, but it would be probably a proprietary thing, though, right? Like, it's not like you just have a compatible TV. Like you you have something that plugs into the HDMI that the switch in your hand connects to. Right. Um, I mean, I assume I don't know how like the tech behind it, but I mean. Phones is just like built into the phone, right? And then you just cast it on any TV that yeah. takes that well, that works with, yeah, which is basically I, all TVs now. I feel like Nintendo A doesn't want to mess around with someone else's technology, right? They want it to be all belong within their ecosystem. And right. I think that version of casting still has a lot of lag, and that's just a big no for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. For example, and that's the that's oh, uh, I was gonna say that if like I just got a new TV. And it's one of like those really smart like Samsung TVs. And when I plugged in my Xbox Series S, it was like, this is an Xbox Series S. We can even let you control it with your TV controller if you want. So you can have like like seamless 
like entertainment with just one controller. And I was like, cool. I plugged in the PS5 and it was like, this is a PlayStation 5. We don't have the same options, but it will still say PlayStation 5 and it'll automatically label the the, the input. Then mm. I plugged in my Switch and it was like, we have no idea what this is. <laughs> <laughs> what have you put into me? <laughs> yeah. And I actually had to like label it Nintendo Switch. And like whenever I go to it, I have to be like, yes, this is a game that I am playing. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, guys. I didn't say it would be good. Yeah. <laughs> I just said they would do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Nintendo does the internet too. And yeah. that's not good. I, I like, but they'll I take like, a stab at it. I feel like when it comes to internet, yes, they are things that they fall short on, but something like that, where it's like the player interacting with the game on the TV, I feel like they're going to take that incredibly seriously. They're not going to half-ass that. Right. Um, but I think it's good. I think it's smart, uh, Marcus, especially considering that the Wii U kind of, was a version of that right where you were wirelessly connecting to your tv so there's something there i think i think you might be onto something for sure um my answer is going to be a boring one but i'm just going to say backward compatibility i think that that is something that they need marcus put our necks out on the line and you go with backwards left us (laughs) fine we're gonna have fun menu songs like on the wii (laughs) all right next he'll be saying the next switch will have Fortnite. (laughs) there will be a mario kart game um but yeah i think that that is a uh, decent look at what kind of the community is feeling regarding whatever the switch's successor will end up being and also kind of still talking a little bit about the newsworthiness of that report that came out earlier this week thank you both for joining me for this episode yeah thanks for having us yeah thank you and thank you so much to everyone for listening do me a favor if you haven't already throw all things nintendo a five-star review and hit that subscribe button if you want to get any questions or comments in you can get in touch with me at all things nintendo at gameinformer.com or hit me up on twitter or instagram at brian p Shea. i am also on threads and blue sky both at brian p Shea. and you can always join the game informer community discord which is a perk for subscribing to our twitch channel even just for one month marcus where can people find you online I am on Twitter and Blue Sky at Marcus Stewart Seven. And Kyle, how about you? Uh, yeah, Blue Sky, Twitter, Threads, TikTok. I'm in all the places. Anywhere that you are is the place to be. That is our show for this week. Thank you again for listening. Take care. We will see you next time. <laughs>